Hey everyone, welcome to Zappagram, the mother of all music podcasts, where every week we cover the latest in music news, reviews, interviews, releases, discovery, history, and more. I'm your host, Chris Zappa, and as always, the world of music is a busy place, so without further ado, ground control to listener, take your protein pills, put your helmet on, this podcast ain't gonna listen to itself... Hey everybody, welcome back for another week of Zappagram, the mother of all music podcasts and newsletters. I am your host, Chris Zappa. This is episode number 74. 74, a very good number. 74 was the year I was born. Gonna go ahead and date myself a little bit there. Uh, So anyway, needless to say, it was a very good year. And uh, this is a very good episode. I would like to say first off, right off the top, thank you to everyone for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. And a special welcome to all my new subscribers. In this past week, I don't know what happened, but something happened, and man, the numbers really picked up. And we got a lot of new subscribers. So uh, welcome, everybody. Thank you for subscribing. Thanks for following along. Thanks for listening. Thanks for reading the newsletter. And uh, just generally, thanks for, for being so cool. Now, I haven't reached a billion subscribers yet. That's my goal. One day, a billion subscribers. Uh, Just kidding. I'd be really, really thrilled with a million. But uh, guess who did reach a billion views on YouTube recently? Bonnie Tyler with her 1983 classic Total Eclipse of the Heart. That video has now reached 1 billion views on YouTube, making Bonnie Tyler the first Welsh artist to ever reach a billion views on YouTube. So congratulations to her. Okay, everybody, you know that Zappagram is where musical gatekeeping comes to die, right? I don't gatekeep. I don't believe in doing that. I find something cool. I discover something awesome. I want to share it with you guys. I want to pass it along so that you guys are in the know, just like I am. And I want to talk about a couple of artists right now that uh, have popped up on my radar recently. Danielle Ponder was an attorney, a public defender from Rochester, New York. But she left that life behind to pursue a career in music. And while I'm sure she was an amazing public defender, in my opinion, she made the right move. She released her debut album, Some of Us Are Brave, right around the same exact time last year. Last month, she performed at Lollapalooza. And this past Friday, the deluxe version of her album, Some of Us Are Brave, was released. And uh, guys, it's a fucking masterpiece. An instant classic. A neo-soul tour de force that has elements of soul, of, of R&B, of trip-hop, all rolled into one. It's it's absolutely incredible. She's incredible. Her voice, oh my god, her voice is amazing. Uh, and so every song on this album is incredible. The, uh, the original album was great. This new deluxe version that has some additional tracks, some live tracks, uh, just came out as well. I've got a couple of those tracks on the playlist this week, but you've got to listen to Dan Danielle Ponder. She is the shit. I also want to talk about some friends of mine that are making some incredible music. Uh, I have become friends with them over the last few months. They've been releasing new music over the last few months. Golden Blue is the name of the band. Johnny and Ashley Perez are longtime musicians and married people who met in Houston and recently found their way back to Ashley's hometown of Nashville. They're working on a debut album right now. They've released four singles so far. I've featured those four singles on the Zappagram playlist in recent weeks, so you can go back to the Zappagram 
master playlist and find all of their music that they've released or of course just go search for golden blue on your streaming platform of choice but they make amazing beautiful music i believe they put it this way soundtracks for your nighttime drives cloud gazing and mountaintop moments and i'd say that's a very apt description their music feels grand like epic like you know it would be like featured in the epic scene of, of a movie or something like that anyway it's it's wonderful and uh please go listen to golden blue all right, we have too much to get to to uh, to go through any more small talk, any more chitter chatter. Let's just jump in to the show. Every week, I kick things off with a quote from a famous artist. This week's quote comes from the great musician producer Nile Rodgers, who said, "If something is worth doing, it's worth overdoing." I must admit, I'm prone to bouts of excess from time to time, but when it comes to music, you really can't overdo it. I was talking about a few weeks ago about how music is like a drug, gets you high. There's an endless supply of it, and uh, you can't OD. But Nile Rodgers says that if something's worth doing, it's worth overdoing. And when it comes to music, I think that overdoing it is uh, is just fine. If you are not subscribed to the Zappagram newsletter, what are you even doing with your life? Go right now to zappagram.com and sign up. There's stuff every week that I put in the newsletter that just cannot go into the podcast. There's stuff in the podcast that also doesn't make it into the newsletter. So follow along on both the newsletter and the podcast to get the full complete picture. All of this to say that every week I run a poll in the newsletter. Rock the vote. Make your voice heard. Last week's poll, I asked the question, occasionally music and politics intersect. How do you feel about this? And overwhelming majority. 91% of you said, I want to hear about it. Only 9% of you said, I don't want to hear about it. There's a lot of stories that happen like this, you know. Uh, A lot of musicians are political, get politically involved. A lot of times politics drags music into the mix. Those stories come up. I'd like to cover them. 91% of you say that you would like for me to cover them as well. It's not like this is going to turn into a podcast all about politics, God forbid. But, you know, it's just the occasional story that's going to appear. So, anyway, that's that's good. I'm glad that 91 one percent of you are good with that. This week's poll, I'm having a little bit more fun with it. This week, I'm asking the question, what would be the worst concert to attend if band names were literal? Would it be 10,000 Maniacs, Cowboy Junkies, Butthole Surfers, The Cramps, or Screaming Trees? Hit up the poll in Zappagram number 74 and make your voice heard. Zappagram is everywhere. Zappagram is a podcast. Zappagram is a newsletter. Did you also know that Zappagram is a playlist? Every week I put out a weekly playlist, uh, the link for which is in the newsletter. Once again, if you're not signed up for the newsletter, you need to go do that. This week it's Zappagram number 74. This week's playlist features music from Daniel Ponder, Skinny Palimbe and Beth Orton, Don Arcadio and Sade, Pure Bathing Culture, Marin Morris, Greg Allman, Billy Martin, Briston Maroney, The Beaches, Illiterate Light, Kendrick Lamar, and Mary J. Blige, all on this week's playlist. In addition to the weekly playlist, I have a master playlist. Uh, these playlists are available on Spotify and Apple Music. Just search for Zappagram Filter by Playlists and you'll find it. There's the weekly playlists that are numbered, you know, 72, 73, 74, and then there's the master playlist that has all of the music from all of the weeks. There's like 56 or 57 hours worth of music on that baby, so be sure to check that out. Now that we've gotten all of that out of the way, it's time to jump into the the meat and the potatoes of the show. It's time for the music news.
Kicking off the music news this week, you know, it seems every week in the news there's always a story about either someone dying or someone being an asshole. And a well-known asshole, Jan Winner, the founder of Rolling Stone, has been removed from the Rock Hall Board of Directors after comments he made on black and female musicians. The Rolling Stone founder has been uh, facing criticism for comments he made about black and female musicians in an interview published yesterday in the New York Times, wherein he also admitted to letting interview subjects edit their own transcripts while at Rolling Stone. During this interview with the New York Times, Winner was discussing his new book, The Masters, which compiles conversations he's had with seven artists he denotes, quote, the philosophers of rock. Bob Dylan, Jerry Garcia, Mick Jagger, John Lennon, Bruce Springsteen, Pete Townsend, and U2's Bono. You may notice um, all of them have a couple of things in common. When, uh, when the interviewer asked him about his decision to feature only white men, Winner called the choices intuitive, further stating that, quote, none of the female artists he encountered during his Rolling Stone tenure were articulate enough to merit inclusion in the masters. He said, it's not that they're not creative geniuses. It's not that they're inarticulate, although go have a deep conversation with Grace Slick or Janis Joplin. Please be my guest. You know, Joni Mitchell was not a philosopher of rock and roll. She didn't, in my mind, meet that test, not by her work, not by other interviews she did. The people I interviewed were the kind of philosophers of rock. He continued, of black artists, you know, Stevie Wonder, genius, right? I suppose when you use a word as broad as masters, the fault is using that word maybe Marvin Gaye or Curtis Mayfield. I mean, they just didn't articulate at that level. A few hours after his removal from the Rock Hall board was announced, he released a statement apologizing for his comments. Imagine that. He said, in my interviews with the New York Times, I made comments that diminished the contributions, genius, and impact of black and women artists, and I apologize wholeheartedly for those remarks. The Masters is a collection of interviews I'd done over the years that seemed to me to best represent an idea of rock and roll's impact on my world. They were not meant to represent the whole of music and its diverse and important originators, but to reflect the high points of my career and interviews I felt illustrated the breadth and experience in that career. They don't reflect my appreciation and admiration for myriad totemic world-changing artists whose music and ideas I revere and will celebrate and promote as long as I live. I totally understand the inflammatory nature of badly chosen words and deeply apologize and accept the consequences. It's amazing to me that someone who has given interviews for as many decades as he has uh, has a problem with uh, properly choosing his words. But uh, anyway, let's move on. I, when I read this next piece, I realized that uh, I'm old and, and everybody's getting old and getting old sucks. Maynard James Keenan, frontman of Tool, Pucifer and a Perfect Circle is turning 60 years old. A Perfect Circle, Pucifer and Primus announced 2024 tour to celebrate Maynard James Keenan's 60th birthday. He's going to be celebrating in a big way. The singer's bands will be joined by Primus on a brief spring 2024 tour. The outing dubbed Sasanta kicks off Keenan's actual birthday, which is April the 17th, with a gig at the Talking Stick Resort Amphitheater in Phoenix, Arizona, and runs through a two-night stand April 20. 25th and 26th through the uh, famed Red Rocks Amphitheater in Morrison, Colorado. Tickets are now available via StubHub, where your purchase is 100% guaranteed through StubHub's Fan Protect program. What makes these shows unique is that all three of the bands are going to be sharing the stage at the same time. Perfect Circle and Pucifer and Primus, they're all going to be like playing together, sharing the stage. I'm, I'm imagining, you know, they'll do a Primus song, then they'll do a Pucifer song, then they'll do a Perfect Circle song. It should be really cool. If you are anywhere in the area of Phoenix, Arizona, or Morrison, Colorado. Tickets are available for those shows right now.
Jenny Lewis just recently released a new album, Joy All, and uh, she's announced a short West Coast tour in support of that album, dubbed the Joy All Ball Tour. She begins shows in Ventura, California uh, at the end of November. The shows run up and down the West Coast uh, through the first week of December, so you can catch her in Ventura, San Luis Obispo, Healdsburg, Eugene, Oregon, Seattle, Washington, Portland, Oregon, San Francisco, Santa Ana, and L.A. Bob Dylan has added a new run of North American shows to his long-running, never-ending tour tour. Taking place in October and November of this year, Dylan's upcoming leg includes dates in Kansas City, St. Louis, Chicago, Milwaukee, Toronto, Montreal, and beyond. Additional shows will be announced soon. And Bob Dylan is 82 years old, so if you've never seen him on tour, you might want to catch him on this tour now. Maybe this show should have been called the Tour News Show. The Yeah Yeah Yeahs have announced a trio of concerts in North America later this year. The New York band will kick off their run at the MGM Music Hall in Boston on, on November 6th. The Met in Philadelphia on November 8th. And History in Toronto on November the 11th. Tickets, which you can purchase now, uh, have just gone on sale. So hopefully you can still score tickets to those if you're in one of those cities. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard have laid out their latest batch of three-hour-plus marathon shows for the U.S. in 2024. So far, the four dates that have been announced are in Forest Hills, New York, Chicago, Quincy, Washington, and Austin, Texas. The extended solo concerts will kick off August 17th. They wrap up November 15th in Austin. Tickets are available for those shows right now via StubHub. This past week would have marked Amy Winehouse's 40th birthday, and her band has announced uh, details of a special London show set to celebrate the singer for what would have been her 40th birthday. The upcoming gig will be held at the Coco Venue in Camden, suburb of London, this December, and is set to celebrate the life and music of the late singer as well as the legacy she left behind. The band set to headline the event are the same musicians that were working with Winehouse from the very start of her career up until her unexpected death in 2011. The special one off gig will be held in the late musician's hometown on December 22nd. Presale has kicked off already for the tickets if you're in the London area or if you're going to be during that time. Uh, this would be a great show to go attend. In addition to the original band members, the show will also feature vocals by singer-songwriter Bronte Shande, who uh, is, is an amazing singer in her own right and, and actually sounds uh, a great deal uh, like Amy Winehouse. Uh, has has the same sort of soulful quality to her voice, not to draw comparisons necessarily. That's not what this is about. But anyway, she's a, she's a good fit for this uh, project is what I'm trying to say. Most of us, of course, are not in the London area, probably will not be able to attend this show, but I'm looking forward to video from this that will uh, no doubt emerge after the show because I'm sure it's going to be a really good one. Last November, Cat Power took over London's Royal Albert Hall to recreate Bob Dylan's iconic 1966 Royal Albert Hall concert. That show, during which Power closely followed the set list of Dylan's infamous tour, will be memorialized with the upcoming live album Cat Power Sings Bob Dylan, the 1966 Royal Albert Hall concert. It's out November 10th via Domino Records, but you can hear her renditions of She Belongs to Me and Ballad of a Thin Man out now on streaming platforms everywhere. Another incredible singer, Brittany Howard, formerly of Alabama Shakes, has scheduled a fall tour, inked a major label record deal, and teased some new music as she prepares uh, to follow up her celebrated 2019 solo debut. Her North American tour dates kick off November 6th in Birmingham, Alabama. Then she goes to Nashville, Knoxville, Memphis, Atlanta, Houston, Dallas, finally concluding November 17th in Mexico City. Tickets for all of those shows are on sale now. 
music news for fans of the Seattle music grunge scene. Pearl Jam's Mike McCready has revealed that he's writing a rock opera about Chris Cornell and the Seattle grunge scene. Pearl Jam and Cornell's band Soundgarden emerged from the Pacific Northwest City around the same time and became linchpins of the scene along with Nirvana, of course. In a new interview with Guitar World, McCready revealed that he is working on a project with which to remember the scene and the late singer. He added that he currently sees the project as incorporating a record and maybe some sort of stage play thing. Uh, I'm working on a script that I've got about 18 songs for. I'm singing on it. It's been a long journey. So anyway, uh, this should be interesting and we'll see what comes of this in the next year or so. At the end of the interview, he also uh, added that the new Pearl Jam album is almost done, so it's looking like that will probably be released early sometime in 2024 as well. Here's the headline. Neil Young announces Time Fades Away 50th Anniversary Vinyl Reissue. Neil Young has always had some complicated feelings about his 1973 live album Time Fades Away, but it appears he's become fonder of it in recent years. He's celebrating its 50th anniversary with a special reissue dubbed Time Fades Away 50 to be released on November 3rd via Reprise Records exclusively in a limited edition clear vinyl. Time Fades Away was originally recorded on Young's massive tour in support of his hit album Harvest, which dropped in February of 1972. In addition to the eight original songs from the album, the new Time Fades Away 50 will also include the bonus track The Last Trip to Tulsa, which was originally released in November 73 as the B-side to the album's only single, its title track. Since then, The Last Trip to Tulsa also appeared on 2020's Neil Young Archives Volume 2. Pre-orders for the album are ongoing through Neil Young's website now. New Order's 1987 album Substance, which originally compiled their singles up to 1987 with new versions of Temptation and Confusion and some B-sides, will be reissued on November the 10th via Warner Records. The remastered compilation will be available in CD, cassette, and vinyl editions, some appended with extra rarities and an unreleased live album recorded at Arvine Meadows, California. New Order are currently touring Europe for the next month, but again, this album will be reissued on November 10th, so that would make a nice little Christmas stocking stuffer for any New Order fans you know out there. I know at least one. Lastly, this week in music news, you can buy Tom Waits' fedora to support film crew members affected by the strikes. The Union Solidarity Coalition is hosting an online auction to support members' access to health care during the joint WGA and SAG-AFTRA strikes. Uh, available items include Tom Waits' signed fedora, the script for the Atlanta pilot autographed by Donald Glover, and the Hawaiian shirt from Weird, the Al Yankovic story, signed by Weird Al Yankovic and Daniel Radcliffe. Other items include a personalized song by the cast of Bob's Burgers, dinner with Bob Odenkirk and David Cross, and items from Party Girl and Dazed and Confused autographed by Parker Posey. Uh, you can head to the link in the newsletter, which will redirect you to a link on uh, eBay for these auctions if you are interested. And that is going to do it for this week's music news, but be sure to stick around. There's plenty more show to go. (laughs) 
This week in Z-Rex, Zappa's recommendations, I'm highlighting one single video. It's a live performance of a song called Someone Like You by Danielle Ponder, recorded at Castle Recording Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. It's a live performance that just showcases how amazing she is. So I've been talking about her since the top of the show. Uh, I mentioned that I've got a couple of songs from her on this week's weekly Zappagram playlist. And here's a video of her performing a live session of her song, Someone Like You. Please go and watch that and uh, behold the amazing talent that is Danielle Ponder. There were a ton of new releases this past week, uh, and some that I'm really excited about. I'm going to tell you about all of them, and I'll tell you about the ones that I was particularly excited about. Uh, Baroness put out a new album, Stone. The Beaches finally released their album, Blame My Ex. They've been releasing singles from that for the last several weeks now, and I've been really excited for the album to drop. The Beths dropped an album, Expert in a Dying Field. Billy Martin has a new one called Drop Cherries. Brian Setzer has The Devil Always Collects. Danielle Ponder's deluxe version of Some of Us Are Brave. Explosions in the Sky have a new album called End. Illiterate Light just put out a new EP titled Aloe. Mitski has a new album, The Land is inhospitable and so are we. The Pretenders have a new one called Relentless. S. Carey and John Raymond have one called Shadowlands and Shaky Graves put out Movie of the Week. Now, I've already been talking about the Danielle Ponder album. That's one of my favorite albums of the entire year, not just this past week. Uh, the Beaches album is also just amazing, top to bottom, uh, all-female band. They just, they just absolutely kick ass. Really, really, really good. I'm a huge fan of Illiterate Light, of course. I love their new EP. And, uh, The Explosions in the Sky is really good, too, so be sure to give all of these a listen and uh, let me know if you find your new favorite song. Now, this brings us to the release radar. That's upcoming releases that are coming over the next 30 to 45 days or so. Uh, Just this past weekend, The National just made a surprise announcement just six months or so ago. They uh, released an album called The Last Two Pages of Frankenstein. Or is it the first two pages of Frankenstein? Anyway, uh, so six months ago they put out an album. They just released at a live show this past weekend that they're putting out a brand new album called Laugh Track. It'll be out uh, midnight on Monday. So it's a weird time to release an album, but uh, it's the national. So what do you what do you expect after that? This coming Friday, September twenty second, expect new releases from Bleach Lab, The Breeders, Devandra Banhart, Jenny Owen Youngs, Neil Young, The New Pornographers, The Replacements, and Soccer Mommy. September 29th, Animal Collective, Blonde Redhead, Bryce Dresner, Dan Auerbach has a vinyl reissue of Keep It Hid. Ed Sheeran has a new album. Friendship Commanders release Mass, which I'm especially excited for. Grateful Dead, Wake of the Flood, 50th Anniversary Deluxe Edition. Green Day's 30th Anniversary Deluxe Edition of Dookie. Dookie. It's just fun to say. I just wanted to say it two, three times. Dookie. Gunship has a new album. Jason Isbell has a reissue of Southeastern. Say She She. Steely Dan is reissuing Asia. And Wilco releases Cousin. October 6th, Blonde Shell, Dogstar, Heat Miser, Husker Du, Ilzy, Incubus, Joni Mitchell, Meat Puppets, Omar Apollo, Sufjan Stevens, and Van Halen. October 13th, Holly Humberstone, Margot Price, and Ringo Starr. I will be listening to all of that new music, and I will let you know what is worth your time. And what is not. Because uh, time is precious, and we don't have any to waste, am I right? This brings us to our final segment on this date, Musical Happenings of Historical Significance, or you might say, Historical Happenings of Musical Significance. On this day, September 18th, we celebrate the birthday of Dee Dee Ramone, who was born on this day in 1952. 
Of course, sadly, he's no longer with us, but we still celebrate his birthday. The same day, in 1970, Jimi Hendrix was pronounced dead on arrival at St. Mary Abbott's Hospital in London at the too young age of 27. The same day, September 18th in 1991, Rob Tyner of the MC5 died after he suffered a heart attack in the seat of his parked car in his hometown of Berkeley, Michigan. A lot of birthdays to celebrate on September 19th. Brian Epstein, the Beatles' first manager, Bill Medley, Cass Elliott, Daniel Lanois, uh, Nile Rogers, the great Nile Rogers, happy birthday, Nile, and Jarvis Cocker all celebrate birthdays on that day. September 19, 1973, singer-songwriter 26-year-old Graham Parsons died under mysterious conditions in Joshua Tree, California. And on that same day in 1979, the No Nukes concert was held at New York's Madison Square Garden. That made for a hell of a soundtrack. Who, who was on that? Uh, Bruce Springsteen, Bonnie Ray, Jackson Brown. Just, it was incredible. September the 20th, we celebrate the birthdays of Alana Curry of the Thompson Twins, Keith Cowboy of Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, Nuno Betancourt, and Ben Shepard of Soundgarden. Also, September 20th, 1976, ACDC released their third studio album and maybe my favorite one, Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. September the 21st, birthdays include Leonard Cohen, Don Felder of the Eagles, uh, Philip Taylor of Motorhead, and Liam Gallagher. Uh, that same day in 1977, Meatloaf released Bat Out of Hell. And on that same day, a decade later in 1987, American jazz bassist Jaco Pastorius died from injuries sustained in a fight when he tried to enter the Midnight Bottle Club in Wilton Manors, Florida, from which he'd previously been banned. Terribly tragic loss. September 22nd, birthdays include David Coverdale of Whitesnake. The great Nick Cave celebrates his birthday on September 22nd. Happy birthday in advance, Mr. Cave. And Joan Jett also celebrates her birthday on that day. That same day in 1985, September 22nd, the first Farm Aid Benefit concert was held before a crowd of 80,000 people at the Memorial Stadium in Champaign, Illinois. Uh, interesting little thing that happened on September the 22nd in 2015, a judge ruled that the original copyright to Happy Birthday, the song Happy Birthday, was invalid and the song would now be in the public domain. The copyright was obtained by the Clayton Summy Company from the song's writers, sisters Mildred and Patty Hill, and bought for $15 million in 1988 by Warner Chapel Music. But, uh, but anyway, everybody can sing Happy Birthday now, the song's in the public domain and nobody's going to get sued over that. September 23rd was a very important day in music history because two uh, of the greatest legends we've ever had in the world of music were born on that day. Ray Charles was born on that day in 1930 and the boss, Bruce Springsteen, was born on that day in 1949. Gonna go ahead and wish the boss a happy happy birthday. Uh, that same day in 2013, Hollywood Boulevard in Hollywood, California was shut down for a 15 song set by Paul McCartney who played a impromptu show on the rooftop of the El Capitan Theater to an estimated crowd of 10,000 people listening from the street. And on that same day, a few years ago, back in 2019, Robert Hunter, the Grateful Dead lyricist, died at the age of 78. Lastly, September 14th, we celebrate the birthdays of Paul McCartney's late wife, Linda McCartney, who was born on that day in 1942, and Peter Salisbury, the drummer for the band The Verve. That same day, September 24th in 1991, Nirvana released their seminal album Nevermind in the U.S. That, uh, that album did pretty well, I'd say, wouldn't you say? Hey, 
Hey, everybody, that's going to do it for another week of Zappagram, the mother of all music podcasts and newsletters. If you're not already signed up for the Zappagram newsletter at zappagram.com, you can do so. Uh, be sure also to follow me on threads, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Medium, all the social media channels. You know, I'm even on Facebook. I'm never on Facebook, but I'm on Facebook, too. You can follow me there as well. Uh, you can also follow along on Apple uh, Music, uh, on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, wherever it is that you get your music and your podcasts. I'm there. Uh, just look for me. I'll be there, just like the song says, right? Be sure to check out the Will Work for Vinyl t-shirts available in my shop as well. Listen, until next week when we get back together, take care of one another. Be good out there. Don't do anything I wouldn't do that really doesn't limit you in any way. I've been your host, Chris Zappa, and until next week, I'm out of here. <laughs>